Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast for and by successful business people who also deal with the pain and frustration of chronic illness. Here's Nancy Becker. Today, we're going to be talking to Nancy Badillo, and she is an expert on what she has to say. So everybody sit back, grab a pen and pencil, pen and pencil, pen and paper, and start to take some notes. Nancy, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Tell us a little bit about who you are and why you wanted to be a part of this show. Well, thank you. Well, my name is Nancy Badijo, and I'm an XE coach now for the last four years, but I've been in the digital space for 11 years, um, learning, teaching other people how to do blogging, affiliate marketing, um, when it comes to making money online, basically, that's what I did for the last 11 years. And the reason why I'm in your podcast is because I'm trying to gain brand awareness of my business, as well as share my story. Because for many entrepreneurs, you know, we do go through roller coasters in life and things happen to us. And you were a great fit for everything that has happened to me, especially in the last year and a half. So that's the reason why I wanted to be in your show as well. Well, great. Wonderful. Um, as you know, I'm sure this show is all about successful women business owners who also deal with chronic illness. And um, some people don't want to talk about it, but if you're going to be on this podcast, you're going to talk about it. <laughs> so do you have some sort of a challenge that you deal with? Not per se me, but I do deal with it because it's my husband. Um, so in 2018, in April, we gave birth to our first son, um, Jordan. Well, we only have one son, but Jordan. And in about August of 2018, he started getting like a lot of headaches. And we just thought, okay, we're new parents. It just has to be that you're just tired. You know, we're not getting sleep. We don't know what day of the week it is. I have a full-time job. I have my side hustle. He has, you know, he's at home, obviously, because, well, at that time, excuse me, he was working and then he was home because he was had maternity leave as well. But I'm like, okay, that's just normal. We're just tired. We're first-time parents. And then about, um, I want to say like November, they started getting worse, the headaches, like just more constant, um, just out of nowhere. And they were to the point that, you know, it would be like sharp pains. Mm -hmm. So he ended up going to a doctor. They kept, you know, he kept going to different doctors, doing MRI, doing all these different exams. And he was diagnosed um, in November, um, Kia Falmor, Fal, ugh, I can't even say it, but Chiara Falmorfation, which is a condition when your brain tissue swells up. Mm. So yeah, he got diagnosed with that. So he went in operation in February, 2019. So they did the operation, they removed some tissue that gave him some relief and he didn't have that massive pain constantly because it went from like once a day a headache to like five times a headache a day so it it was escalating and getting worse and worse and worse i mean he couldn't even drive or or function because it, it bothered him that much and once so he got sorry. the operation yeah thank you once he got the operation you know they always take a, a sample of it to do more diagnosis and see if there's anything else and then he came back he got diagnosed with um, something called medulloblastoma. It's a, basically, it's a cancer. Um, it's more common, it's a brain tumor that's more common on children. Hmm. 
So he got that on the lower back of his brain. So in April, they did brain surgery. They opened him up. They took out as much as they could out. Unfortunately, he still has the tumor. Um, it's not one of those stories that they take it all completely out and he's cancer free. Um, but he is stable now. But the last year from April to May of this year, 2020, he has been doing um, chemotherapy and radiation. And that has been a journey with us. With oh, a, I'm sure. With a new toddler. He's a toddler now. He's two. And then it's just me and him because we don't have family support here. His family's in Georgia. Um, I don't have family support here as well. So it's been a struggle with that. But that has been kind of like our journey um, on how everything started. We just simply thought it was just the fact that he was a new parent and we were just tired and he was getting headaches because of that. Yeah, it, it's amazing how it is a journey and, and it's amazing how things take us from one spot to an entirely different one in our lives and in mm -hmm. our, our dreams and in our goals. And so I'm assuming that you're his full-time caretaker at this point, correct? Yes, yes. Have you have you totally given up the outside job and are are just doing your your business at home now or? No, actually, um, in March I got laid off of my job like everyone else, mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, I've been doing this for eleven years. I, I have to stop being busy and be more productive with my time because now I'm the only one working, <laughs> and now I'm working for my own self. It's not like you know you have that safety net when you have a job, so you don't. If you make money that month or not on your side hustle, it's not like, um, I guess it is a big deal, but it's not. But when once you get laid off, you're like, okay, now I got to take this serious. Yeah. So what I ended up doing was, okay, I have a large following. I have my target audience. What am I not doing to capitalize on that? So at that time I was working on my new course and I just launched it on March 10th. And in 30 days, I made the most money than I have ever made in my whole 11 years. I made about 26,000 and I was like, okay, so I could do this. And then in a month, exactly later, April 24th, my job called me and they were like, oh, you know what? We got some money from the government. We're going to be doing some rehiring. And that was the big, I think I was more stressed out saying going back than when they let me go because you know, that little voice in your back says, well, you might not make this money again in April. You might just go back to your job again. And I had to really, really sit there and say to myself, okay, if this is my son and he just told me, mom, I just made whatever X, Y amount of money, especially 26,000 is a lot of money. I just made this money in 30 days. Should I go back to my job? I would have been like, no, like go after your dreams. What are you thinking about going back to a job that you wouldn't even make that much money? So I had to give my own self the same advice I would give my son. And I decided, you know what? I know I'm going through a lot. My husband's still doing chemotherapy. I'm still... I don't know if I could do this again for a second month. And I just said, screw it. I'm just going to go after my dreams. And then I'll have more time to put into my job. I think that was the main thing. I actually had more time to put into my business versus before I was doing my full-time job. I was doing my side hustle, my toddler, helping out my, my husband. It was just too much in my plate. And the minute that I shift that, it happened for me. So that's kind of like my story. So now... I do my full-time job, my, my, my side hustle is a full-time job now, and then I take care of my husband and my son. And my husband actually is doing way better now, so it's not so much like before. Yes, he's um, in May of this year, 
they stopped all chemotherapy. They said, you know what, we don't want to compromise your immune system because of the pandemic. They stopped doing it. He's taken two MRIs ever since then. He took one in May and one just recently in September, and he's passed both of them. His tumor is Thank stable. God. Yay. Yes. Yeah, so we're really excited. His tumor is stable. So as long as it stays stable, so he doesn't have to take treatment anymore. And he's his um, neuropology, like he had like nerve endings that were like dying. That's getting better. He's able to walk a lot better. His speech has improved. His writing has improved because all that got affected too because of the treatment. You know, I think that's something that, and, and I don't know, everybody listening to this has has different values and different beliefs. But for me, something like that just says that, that God is watching over you and, yes. you know, that, that, that you're doing the right thing. So congratulations with that. But I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Okay. What, first of all, did you do specifically to bring in that $26,000 in, in, you know, 30 days? What did I you think- do? I think for me was because before I got laid off, I was already, I already had finished my course and I launched it March 10th and I got laid off March 24th. So I already had this in planned already. I think what changed it was changing my mindset because like I mentioned to you, I already had a large following. I've been online for 11 years, but I think the biggest mistake I was in doing was not utilizing my email marketing list. Um, I was real timid of asking people, hey, I have a course, join my course. I did one course last year, the year before, excuse me. Yeah, last year in October. And that one didn't do as well. I think I sold on that one, maybe, but with this year's money as well, like 11,000. So it didn't do that well for me. But the biggest mistake I made on that one versus this one, and now this one, I'm a six-figure seller and we're you know, not even the full year yet, if you count it you know, till next year, March, um, was that this one, I was like, okay, I don't have no safety net. I'm the one that, you know, everybody's relying on me right now. So I started utilizing my email list and really asking people like, Hey, here's my course and be more persistent with it. I think I was too shy to, I would send one email like a month. And this time I was like, no, I'm going to send at least four times a week and, and promote myself. And I have this amazing course that will help a lot of Etsy sellers elevate their business to the next level. I shouldn't be afraid to promote myself. Another thing that's changed in my career was that I'm an introvert. So for the past, I want to say for the past nine years, I've been behind the scenes. I create a blog and I make money through behind the scenes. I do affiliate marketing. That's behind the scenes. I don't have to put my face on anything. When I started my YouTube career, um, I'm almost at 37,000 subscribers. But when I started two years ago, if you go back to my YouTube channel, 90% of my videos is a thumbnail of someone else. I never put my face on my thumbnail. I never spoke to the camera. Why? Because I'm an introvert. I'm self-conscious about my, my English because it's my second language. You start to feel like syndrome imposter, like you're not good enough. All these negative shots that goes in your head. The minute that this year I told myself, I'm going to brand myself more. And this year, I started putting my picture in my thumbnail. I started doing an introduction of, hey, guys, welcome back to my YouTube channel. And then I did the screen recording if I'm showing something so they could learn something. Because normally, I, like, I love to do tutorials and teach people. When I started doing that, that was a game changer. So putting myself out there more 
and then at the same time be more persistent with the sales because I wasn't being persistent before and that's why people weren't buying. Those are the two major things I did. When I did that, now I have become a, a, a six-figure uh, six seller just by doing those two things. Let me ask you another question then that leads, that leads into this. Mm -hmm. um, so often we're really afraid and there's this major controversy between people on social media about is it okay to just go out there and say, hey, I've got this fantastic whatever, you need to buy it from me? Or, you know, do you build up this big, long relationship? And when is the right time to ask people to buy? And, you know, you could be building a relationship for two years before you ever ask somebody to buy. What's the right and wrong? You know, what have you found? I think if I had to start all over again, um, I probably would have created a course two years ago and then built value with people while also promoting myself. If you're looking at it in, the, in a way that you want to generate income in a faster rate. How I did my approach was, okay, I'm gonna, it's better to start than not to start. So I started my YouTube career, which I wanted to do it. And I was like, okay, it's better to do a video than no video. So even though I wasn't recording myself, I was still starting. And then it's like baby steps. It was baby steps for me. But I feel like if I would have branded myself more, and I knew about branding already, but sometimes we know what to do, but we don't take our own advice. We give it to other people, but we don't do it ourselves. That was my biggest mistake. Yeah. And I think that for me, what I would tell anyone out there is you could do both. You could come up with an amazing product and provide amazing content to your audience and if they love your content, they will go ahead and buy from you. The way that I did it, if I'm honest with you guys, I think I did it this way because of self-sabotaging and I was really scared. What I did was I was like, okay, I went from digital marketing. I was all over the place, digital marketing, affiliate marketing, blogging. I, I talked about so many things. I was trying to compete with big people like Neil Patel and all these big people, um, Pat Flynn. I was getting lost. Right. So when I started my Etsy career, when I started my Etsy store and I started making money on Etsy and I noticed that there weren't that many Etsy coaches out there because I was searching for Etsy stuff to learn and I couldn't find anything. I was like, you know what? Instead of me competing with this huge market, let me go ahead and narrow down and do Etsy. That's when everything shifted. I just narrowed down and I did a niche. And then because I felt a little bit like, OK, not, no one is going to really listen to me. I started doing a lot of value, like free stuff. I started doing Etsy critiques for free. I did my own Facebook group. I have like 37,000 members right now in my Facebook group. I will ask people, hey, if you would like a critique, I'm an expert when it comes to digital marketing. I could help you with SEO. I could help you with social media. And I could give you a breakdown of your store. I started doing those. And I was the only Etsy coach at the time doing them. And I was doing like 30 to 40 minute critiques. Everyone else that started copying that style they were doing like six minute critiques. I was like really putting my heart out there. And I started, even now to this day, I do four free critiques every single month on my YouTube channel. So I still give value back, but that's how I built my following. I started providing tons of value. I did that for almost two, two and a half years almost without asking anyone to join my course. Yeah, I would say go to my blog or join my, you know, subscribe to my channel, stuff like that, which is, Easier to ask somebody versus, hey, here's a course for 597, buy it. 
But when I did that and I started providing so much value, people just, you know, oh my God, I love you. They will follow me. They will, um, you know, go to my blog. They help me grow my readership in my blog. Um, and then that's kind of how I established my brand. But if I had to start, I would do both. I would provide tons of value. But at the same time, you have to think of yourself because I was doing this while still working a full-time job, while still working like, you know, eight hours, two hours of traffic, coming back home, I'm pregnant, doing a video, trying to provide something for free when I'm not even getting paid. So when you look at it in that, in that area, then yeah, I should have started a little bit earlier. The Business Success Unlimited Patreon page is now live. Patreon is a simple way for you to contribute to this podcast every month, and in return, you'll get exclusive benefits, such as a monthly live Q&A with Nancy and a business book club. If you're interested in becoming a VIPig, we would really appreciate your support in keeping our independent production going. You can find a link to our Patreon page at don'twaittillpigsfly.com. Thank you so much. And that makes a lot of sense. But I think my question digs more into how often when you're doing these value videos, when you're doing these um, critiques, how often did you actually say to someone, you know, like I'm thinking I put up three posts a day on different Facebook groups, you know, how many of those posts a day can I actually say, hey, I have this fantastic whatever buy from me you know how how much can it be a value and how often you don't want everything to be i've got this wonderful value buy my course and you'll get it you know what do you do there yeah i wouldn't say every day either like you said i wouldn't be trying to sell something on your social media every single day i would say at least once a week and then another thing is that with social media now you could have these um links like there's link tree that when somebody clicks on it, you can have your offer there already without having to announce it all the time. You just named something I've never heard of. Link yeah. tree? Link, link tree. So L-I-K and then tree, T-R-E-E. And if you, if you use this tool, the reason why I mentioned this tool, I use um, also Tailwind by Smart Bio. Yeah, that so that's what I've paid, heard of. Mm-hmm, that's a paid tool. The link tree you can actually use for free. So if you're in a budget, that's a great tool. But what you could do essentially is when you tell people, hey, I got a, um, let's say you did a, a, a video and you say, you know, click the link in bio to check out my latest video where I show you how to create this, this pattern. They click on the link and then a little pop-up shows up and it says, grab my course or you could have your promotional stuff that's there. That's incredible. I've never heard of that one. Yeah. So you know, on Instagram specifically, you can only have one link. But if you use Linktree, it allows you to have multiple links. So that's a great way to always promote your products without really being so pushy. Mm-hmm. Another great way is if you provide tons of value, if you do decide to say, okay, I'm going to run a special for the next seven days, I got to push it at the end of the month, people will be more forgiving. I have noticed that People will be more forgiving. If you always provide value, 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 you're always answering people's comments. You're always being genuine. You're always connecting with people, um, doing stuff that they're like, wow, I didn't know I could do that to my business. I'm going to try that right away. If you run a promotion that you happen to overdo it or promote a little bit more, people will be forgiving because they know 
that you have to make a living and they're not going to take it to the heart. However, if you're just promoting all the time, you're never providing value. You never comment back. You never respond to anyone. That's when people will turn off and they're like, mm, I'm not following her no more. Yeah. A comment, and this follows along with what you've been saying, a common comment that a lot of people will say is, especially people who are just getting started, oh, I don't want to provide too much value because then nobody will want to buy what I have to offer. What are your thoughts on that? You'd be surprised. Like a lot of times I feel like if you just simply go to my YouTube channel, I have over 500 videos. That's how many videos I have uploaded. You could literally open an Etsy store and do everything that I teach in my course in my channel. I think that people like courses or they like to buy products because they want the structure of it. They want the accountability of it. And then they also get the support because in my Facebook group, um, when you join my course, I'm not like typical course, course creators that they, they sell you the product and you never see them or you see them like once a month. I'm there every day, Monday through Sunday. Like I even have a question thread that is specifically for me. So if you do a lesson, you get stuck and you have a question, I answer that question within 24 hours or even less than that. So I'm very involved. So people like that. And when I, when I convey it, when you convey whatever product you're selling, you have to make sure that you convey those feelings that they have. Like, are you going to go, are you going to be like every other course created? No, I always tell them, no, I'm there 24 seven. I even show them behind the scenes. I do videos of behind the scenes of my Facebook group. So they could see that I'm actually there all the time. And that post has, I think about 1.8 thousand comments already on it since April, since March, excuse me, because that's how much I respond back. But I think it's about making sure that you address your audience concerns about joining your course or joining whatever program or business you have. Mm-hmm. But no, I don't think that, you know, that there's, that if you provide too much value, people won't buy. I don't think that's the truth. I think is is more of you providing value. Yeah, do you have to have a little bit of a limit of what you show all the time? Of course, I've learned that the hard way as well but it has been the best thing I have done, to be honest, to build my brand is providing tons of value. That yeah. has helped me a lot. I, I totally agree with everything mm-hmm. you're saying. And, and I try to do that as well too, but mm-hmm. um, I'm going to jump off of what we're talking about here and actually go over to the form that you filled out because I wanted to talk about all three of those things and we haven't touched on any of them okay. and we're almost <laughs> out of time. No so, problem. Um, Two of them that I think are really, really interesting are, well, they all three are, but batch out work. Mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? Batching out work is really crucial because things happen, right? Like my husband could be good today and then, well, now he's better, but back then when he was doing chemotherapy, he could have one good day and then the next day, who knows what's going to happen. He could be throwing up for eight hours straight. And unfortunately, I have to take care of him. I can't just be doing my business and taking care of him. So bashing at work will avoid burnout, to be quite honest. It's better because you could have sequels of videos. You could say, and then my next video, I'm going to teach you how to do this. And you say that on the previous video. And it makes people want to, it builds curiosity. And it helps you manage your time better. So I normally bash out my videos. I have, Explain what um, that means. Explain what that means. What that means is that I create my content beforehand. So 
I'll take a weekend and I'll do like seven videos for that month. And then I'll take another weekend and then I'll edit all of those videos and upload them on YouTube. So then what I have to do is create a schedule where I say, okay, this Monday I'm scheduling out this video. This Wednesday I'm going to schedule out this video. And then I just schedule out my content. I do the same thing with Pinterest. I sit down for like 90 minutes. I bash out a month and a half of content. So it automatically is pinning for me, my content and driving traffic to my business. But I don't do anything else for the next month and a half on Pinterest. Versus a lot of people wait till the last minute. They, they're like, every day they're trying to scramble on what to post out there, what to pin, what to put on social media. I already have my content preset. So the only thing I have to do sometimes is just share that content across all my platforms. And that might take me maybe 30 minutes to do so because I already have everything done. Makes and that so, much sense. so much time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes so much sense. Now, going along with that, the other question that I think is really interesting is that you say, forget the to-do list. Yes, I learned the hard way. I used to create this massive to-do list. And if I didn't do everything in that list, it, it could have been 50 things. I did 48 I felt like the biggest loser. Like I didn't do nothing today. I was not productive. And when everything happened with my husband, I didn't have any control now of anything because like I said, every day was different for us. So what I decided to do was, okay, I got to also take care of my health as well. So I thought I started doing three to-do lists for personal and business. So every day I do three things for my business that will scale me to the next level. So those things were like, okay, I have to get a video up because that's really growing my brand on YouTube. I have to make sure that I follow through with my students and I have to make sure that I check in on my emails and for new clients and stuff like that. Those were my three things that I knew if I did it on a consistent basis, it's going to help me elevate my business to the next level. And then anything else I did that day is just extra. So what I tell people is instead of being, because this is the biggest mistake I did prior before, instead of being busy with busy work, like, oh, let me go like people's posts. No, don't, don't worry about that right now. Worry, about, especially if you're in a crunch time and you're, you have a job and you have someone that's sick at home, make sure that you do the three things every single day that will elevate your business to the next level. Everything else that you do is a plus. Everything else you do is a plus. I love it. That's and that's the end of our time. Unfortunately, I could keep talking to you all day. You've got such wonderful thoughts and tips and techniques. What did we not discuss that you really want to make sure the listeners know about? I think the biggest thing is um, that is needed to be talked about is that being an entrepreneur is probably one of the hardest jobs you could ever have. And you have your ups and downs and you have your roller coasters. One minute you're like on top and you're like, yes, I'm doing great. The next minute it'll be like six days straight. You don't have no sales. You feel like this is not going to happen. I'm an imposter. No one's really buying from me. My business is tanking. Then the next minute you got another sale. I think the biggest thing to do is to be okay to feel the way that you feel. There's nothing wrong with feeling it. Just don't use fear to paralyze you. Use it to take action and continue and understand that whether you are in the beginning stages of your business or maybe you're like me 11 years later and you're still trying to make it, it's going to happen if you put in the work, the ethic, and you just keep going no matter what. And 
either you win or you learn. That's it. There's no failure. Everything I have done, all the mistakes I have made have led me where I'm at now making 20,000 and more every single month because of everything I have learned. So I'm thankful for my mistakes. So you either win or learn. That's all I had to say. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much, Nancy. How does somebody get a hold of you if they want to work with you? Oh, of course. So the best way to contact me, just head over to my blog, nancybadijo.com, and then you'll have all my resources there. Great. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I pray that you have a wonderful, peaceful, calm week (laughs) with no unexpected anything. (laughs) Yes, thank you. (laughs) And we will get in touch with you again soon. Everybody, this has been an absolutely fantastic show today. I hope you took tons of notes because I know I did. I don't usually, and I did. (laughs) This was great today. And you can hear this and all of my other shows Thursday evenings at 5 p.m. Eastern at www.don'twaittillpigsfly.com. Leave us some comments. Tell us whether you like this and the other shows. Let us know what kinds of things you'd like to hear going forward. And until next time, get out there, be productive, and soar higher. Until next time, y'all, take care. Bye-bye.